Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Welcome. Welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Alongside me this evening, to my right, is Mr. Sespalo. How are you, sir? Good, man. How you doing? You know, making it back-to-back nights? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's a little unusual to have you here on a Thursday, but I like it. Things are changing, man. They are changing for the better, and also, as it's becoming a regular thing on Thursdays, Frisco Riverstone is here. How's it going, guys? It's going pretty well, and I'm getting used to calling you that, Frisco Riverstone. Yeah, I know. So. Yeah, it's just now the name that we use. Am, I in, your, am I in your cell phone as uh, Frisco? No. Okay. No. Uh, I know your real name, Frisco. <laughs> you need a sidekick. Frisco Riverstone and his three-toed monkey. <laughs> Seth, I'm glad, to, I'm glad to be back with you. <laughs> why, why does it only have three toes? Because he's not going to just be a regular monkey. It has to have an abnormality, but you went with the feet? Well, hey, man, that's where my head goes. Very specific. Yeah. It came out right, though. <laughs> Watching you. That's what they. That's what I get every time I walk into a gas station. Watching you. <laughs> we have no bathroom. So look at this gentleman. The governor. 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 K. Ivy. Oh. K. Ivy has made the governor of Alabama. Of course. I mean, if you're living here in this state, in this dear capital city of ours, you understand that who the governor is. K. Ivy. And back in her day, especially when she was working the sorority and the the student government at Auburn, she was quite a looker, I must say. Wee! Especially when she did this little skit. (laughs) Oh, my look. You should have seen this woman. She dolled herself up with Mm -hmm. all kinds of makeup. I mean, have you ever seen such a beauty in overalls? What? She was not a ninja. I was a ninja. What, you're admitting to this now? <laughs> you said it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said it was okay off air. Um, but anyway, KIV, the Alabama governor, apologizes for wearing blackface in college. This is on Drudge Report. Is it on Drudge already? This is at the top right column okay. of Drudge Report. Yeah, we broke the news earlier today, but yeah, KIV going back to uh, when she was engaged. She was engaged uh, to a gentleman. To a man. Um, oh, really? Uh, <laughs> wow. Hey, hey, no. Hey. Uh, this was, uh, I believe it was 60 years ago? How long? Yeah, ago? something no, like f- that. 50-something years ago? Almost 60 years ago. 50-something. Um, yeah. So in yeah. the 60s. It was mm-hmm. in, the, in the 60s. Um, but yeah, Auburn, Auburn's actually always had a little radio program i remember being in cub scouts and yeah. going over there and they had a uh 
and, and I got to check out the radio um, station, and they had like a college radio program. Um, it was pretty pretty cool. But uh, apparently, they they interviewed her fiance, um, and he. I don't know. Did you did you listen to the? the I haven't audio? actually listened to the audio itself. I mean, I could so it real quick. First, let me point out though. The audio was released by her staff. Okay. So it wasn't... Uh, now, somebody somebody scraped it up from somewhere, but when it was made known that there was an audio, her staff quickly released it, um, and, and she jumped right on um, and, and released her explanation. Um, but it's, it's, it's kind of weird. I had to listen to it twice because it was... Um, there was an interview, and they were talking about some parties, and she was the SGA president, I believe, and then he was the president of his fraternity. Fraternity. And uh, they were talking about some fraternity and sorority parties they were attending, and they were kind of talking about them. Um, they had happened like the year before, and they were kind of fondly talking about them. And he goes on to say, uh, as I'm looking across at my fiance right now, uh, she had dressed up and. I don't think he said blackface. I think he said she painted her, her face black and we played a game of find the cigarette butts or something a like... Cigar butts. <laughs> something. I think I've got the audio right. Okay, all right, all right. right Let's see what it is. I look at my fiance across the room. I can see her that night. She across had the on room. My got a little more blue coveralls. Hold on, hold on. My accent yeah, was kind of close. You did he's, good. Yeah. I was I was a little more deep. Uh, he, you, he's you, got a little more twang, yeah. too. You were doing her accent, and, and I was yeah. doing his accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, you know, you know, there's so many different types of southern accents, you know. Uh, but uh, I like the, the, the regal. The, yeah. The, let's play start, it on, play it let's on. Start, let's start this over. As I look at my fiance my. across the room, I can see her that night. She had on a pair of blue coveralls and she had put some black paint all over her face and she was uh we were acting out this skit called cigar butts uh i could not go into the lengthy explanation but to say the least uh i think that this this skit it did not require a lot of talent uh, as far as <laughs> as far as verbal talent mm. but it did uh, require a lot of physical acting and uh such as crawling around on the floor looking for cigar butts and things like this, which, which certainly got a big reaction out of the audience. Uh, would you like to defend yourself from this low position that he's placed you in now? <laughs> well, that was just my role for the evening. I'll tell you another funny thing that happened. Uh, it was about the end of the show, and the judges had retired, and Tom Malloy, who was directing it, told us, all right, we've got about five minutes. He said, just go tell about three jokes, and the judges will be ready, and that'll be fine. So Ben had two, and I had two. So we went out there and began to tell our jokes. Well, Ben told his, and Kate, won't you tell yours? I couldn't think of my joke. I knew both of them, but she, I couldn't. She changed the subject, basically. I said, that's all right. You go ahead and tell yours. Real quick. Yours, so he did. And uh, then I, all this time, I was back there scratching my head. And to save my life, I never did remember that joke. So he had to wind up singing a song that I had learned at camp. And then I forgot the punchline on the song. <laughs> <laughs> so this brings back something else. Uh, well, that was basically that was basically it. But chorus song. I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> punchline joke. Figure out like when this audio, this interview came was recorded. So I don't think it's recent. Oh no this this was recorded back when they were uh, I believe seniors at Auburn. So this okay. was this this was fifty something years ago. Yeah, this was contemporaneous to when the cigar butts. 
cor- skit. Huh? Correct, correct. So what it was was they uh, this this happened fifty something years ago, and they were recorded, you know, that following year or whatever, reminiscing on mm-hmm. kind of when they met or back in their party days, you know, when he was in his fraternity and she was in her sorority, and and. Uh, so somebody found the audio though, or pulled it out of the archives, or whatever, and um, and I think it was actually made knowledgeable uh, a couple months ago. Is what okay. I've heard. Well, and earlier this year there were photos put out of her Sorota sisters in blackface, but there she was not. She but, was not. Yeah, she wasn't in any of those. Not like the uh, Virginia governor. Uh, and so this is in 1967 when this all happened. Okay, so yeah, yeah we're talking 52 years ago. 52 years ago. Hmm. No, I'm not good with math, so 52 years? Yeah. Yeah, I just said, yeah, I don't even really, I didn't do the calculation. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, she says, she does say in her statement, good thing, the thing, <laughs> there's no good thing about it, but she, they released the audio and she comes forward and says, look, you know, I don't remember this, but it's obvious, let's point out the obvious, that's me talking, um, and, and she regrets it, and, you know, well, obviously... I haven't watched this either. This is a minute 20. This is her today. Came okay. out three hours ago. Uh, my, my fellow Alabamians, I offer my heartfelt apologies for my participation in something from 52 years ago 52. that I find deeply regrettable. I will do all I can going forward to help show the nation that the Alabama of today is a far cry from the Alabama of the 1960s. We have come a long way. More Alabamians are working today than at any other point in our state's history. The hardworking men and women of our state are helping to attract a vast array of business and industry, creating a booming economy. Mm-hmm. We are supporting life-altering research. Mm-hmm. Truly, Alabamians are changing the world. Yeah. While we have Some come a long way, we still have a long way to go. Specifically in the area of racial tolerance and mutual respect. I assure each of you that I will continue exhausting every effort to meet the unmet needs of this state. Alabamians will continue to be at the forefront of defining our promising future. I am proud to serve each and every one of you, and I love this state we all call home. May God continue to bless each of you and the great state of Alabama. Amen. So, um... Well, there's been there's been calls for a resignation, obviously. Uh, oh yeah, lawmakers in the state. Oh yeah, and um, I mean, you know, my thing is, she came out, she's apologized, she, or she's apologizing, she's addressing the situation. All it she, takes. she made public the uh, the audio and, and is is owning up to it. Um, you and know, that's my, all it takes, man. Well, my thing is is you know how do we? Okay, so mistakes have been made in the past, mm. and I think that if we if we own up to them, but then are still told to be step, you know, step. If we're still stepping down and resigning and right. shamefully, then then what message does that show to anybody? Why would anybody apologize if you're still going to be ridiculed and then your life completely ruined, right? So you know, in in my theory, my idea is, you know, look, she's apologizing. It's completely wrong. Uh, should we continue to call for boycotts or right. for her to resign? If and if we do that, what does that do for other people who make mistakes? You know, is that is that going to make people more willing to come forward, or are we just going to... Well, to hear the way some Democrats talk, if she resigns, the person that will replace her just be racist, too. Because <laughs> it's just such a racist state. Um, 
and yes, there's racism. I mean, I've had to dump calls for racist things. Oh, I've yeah. had people say things. I'm not going to deny that. But it's it's still in my life, at least, when I talk to my friends, it's a surprise. It's kind of... I went to a, a forum that was held years ago when I was still in college and drove back to Montgomery from Auburn. And uh, a pastor described it as the bombs you don't see coming. And so somebody will just kind of let something out. And it's not a joke. It's not like something... It's inarticulate. It's like just oh, straight up yeah. racism. Right. And you, you, I'm shocked when I hear it. And I shouldn't be, I guess, in some senses. And I'm just going to be blunt. There's a generational thing about this. All of us in this room are 30-something? Uh, 29, Joey. You're 29. Yeah. Wow, look oh, at you. You're a young man, Frisco. <laughs> well, you're the old man in this room, then, yes. Mr. Spotlow. So, t- so tell us about your generation. Uh, what I think <laughs> is that if you're over 50, you racist. Oh really? <laughs> yep, that's just how it works. You you saw the 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 desegregation of whatever of schools, and mm-hmm. it just it just seeing that and being part of that changed people, and it just made the hate, you know. And when you're under that line, you don't care. That's why it's such a surprise to you whenever somebody drops some racist thing that you didn't see coming. It's not because you're surprised because you didn't see it. You know, you're like, ooh. Ooh, right. I'm walking away because I don't know that dude. <laughs> and I, I hear something from somebody who's 70, 80 years old, especially if it's something from their past. I'm like, well, yeah, it's not right, but it's also, I'm not big on this. Let's take our virtues of today and look back at people in history and judge them with our values today. Uh, like, look at us. We're so wise and progressive. That's not how it works, honestly. If most people were living back at, say, the revolutionary period, I don't care how woke you are today, you yeah. probably would have been going with the crowd. I don't care how much you say, oh, look at what the Nazis in Germany did. Most likely, most people would have gone along with the crowd. Absolutely, and they did. You know, And there's plenty of old Germans um, mm-hmm. that, that are very regretful for some of the... You know, yeah, they, they didn't did. even believe it, but they they went along with it. Sure, just uh, not to rock the boat. Sure, and to protect their own uh, tail. So, but I don't know. I, I don't think Kay Ivey's going to step down. Uh, I mean, what is the guy in Virginia didn't step down? Yeah, the governor of Virginia. Uh, there's a photograph of him in blackface. Now, yeah. there's a huge difference. He's a Democrat, and um, <laughs> did he be, admit it? Does he be, apologize? Uh, he did. In fact. Um, like a week or like a it, it took a little did. bit and then he almost started saying well actually I don't think that picture was me but I did dress as Michael Jackson one time and then he started like <laughs> doing the moonwalk and then his wife reached over and grabbed him like what the and so <laughs> right. uh, yeah a reporter shouted can you still do it he <laughs> almost started yeah. and he thought about it he like you know that, that look in your eye he like piped up and like was about to do it and, and then it was almost like wait what do we do oh. honey you're up here to apologize for wearing <laughs> yeah. blackface don't start doing the moonwalk <laughs> it was classic but uh, I feel like fessing st- up to your problems when you do something Ugh. be like hey I did it I admitted it I screwed up people are going to get you a little bit but they're not going to get you near as much as if you're like Deny, deny, deny. Well, and this is a wonderful opportunity if you've already hated this woman to be outraged and, and pile think, on. Yeah, and pile on. And I think that ultimately, you know, what is your goal here? Is your goal really, you know, uh, is your goal really to um, 
you know, seek and receive, you know, her resentment? Or is your is your goal just to bring her down because you don't like her for all of, you know, and then it's... Well, there's hardly any reconciliation in politics anymore. It's becoming more and more tribal. Uh, the bright lines that we draw, sometimes it's necessary. That's what politics is all about. But it's become less about, in my opinion, the where you actually take a stand. What hill do you die on? And it's become more... Where can I advantage the party yeah. for the sake of political power? Now, they might do this twisted logic, but if our party gets in power, we'll be able to do all the great things. I don't know about that. Where do you draw the line of you're serving your own party's interest and you're serving the interest of the people at large? It gets tricky, but I'm sitting here wondering, is something about the governor's mansion or just being the governor, is there a curse <laughs> you know what I mean? It's revenge, man. It's unreal. I think well, we ought to look into that. And it's self-inflicted in a way, but Robert Bentley? Yeah. Well, and also, I've made jokes at Bentley's expense plenty, like when the first all these allegations of his infidelity came out. He's like, the no. love, gov. I, I love, no, did you see the press conference where he should not have done this press conference? You don't go out and do a press conference in the middle of a scandal unless you know exactly what you're going to say. He went out there like a deer in the headlights, and he was getting just onslaught, fire from uh. every direction from reporters and uh, have, you know, what's your relationship with your entire, he's like, I love my entire staff equally. Oh, no. Really? You don't say that. <laughs> Not when we have audio of you talking about groping one of your top... And But here's the thing. I've made plenty of jokes about that, but I'm more, when I heard the Bentley thing, it was going to be a problem for him politically, but I'm more like, how does that happen? Like, you've been married for that long? And this... Ha like, what's that story? I guess you work long hours together, you fall for somebody and they're deeply embarrassed and about then you it put your hands on her breast yeah. like this <laughs> i like that rico suave apparently because uh, she's like half his age no right? i guess I this mean, isn't as bad as like i don't know like the corruption and at I so think, many levels i think of there is state. something uh, going on in that house on perry street yeah there's something going on. it brings out your sins of the past or uh -huh. the sins of today Oh, it's I'm be the uh, governor, so I can go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I learned living here. <laughs> so she's gonna, she's probably going to remain governor. Uh, I, I think so. Yeah, man, she fessed up. Let her. I, they're they're hitting this so hard, and they're they're, they're I mean they're they're literally smacking it right in the right in the face. Though the one thing that is frustrating, I was born and raised here in Montgomery, born and raised in Alabama. I'm not. I still get people from around here who are like, "Where are you from?" Like here, so I don't. I'm not the typical person. The news, let's say, wants to say, "Hey, he's from Alabama." Mm. Wait, or if you're from Alabama, are you from Huntsville? No, no. I'm from Montgomery. <laughs> the one weird exception, Huntsville, being that town of rocket scientists and old German scientists. Uh, but yeah, I, I do find it frustrating that this is now front page news. I mean, we're talking a couple months after the whole abortion thing. Right. So that I was mean, international. Yeah. And I just, I'm like, there is a lot more going on in this state than the politics, number one. Sure. Uh, there are a lot of people who I think of all different races who get along, who are good friends, business partners, all sorts Absolutely. of things. Uh, and I just get a little frustrated that this will play into the stereotype of the state of what the state of Alabama. Is. Well, if you if you look at the national media right now, I mean the whole the whole racial tension and and you know saying the president's oh. racist. I mean racism is is very much alive and well uh, because it's almost being made up 
in a it's sense. It's a strategy. It, it, yeah, it's, it's a strategy. Not. But no, no, no. They say it, but it's not true. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you know, calling the president racist for some of his immigration policies that don't have anything to do with race. But you know what I mean? So I think something like this is going to get picked up and exploded and magnified yes. because it continues to go uh, with the narrative right now that well, racism is just, just eating away. Look at Alabama and you go, oh, well. She she mumbled some stuff on the radio fifty two years ago. Yes, it was horrible, but like. But here's the thing, I I almost think this might be, and I don't know the history well enough. It might be worse than if there was a photo of her in blackface because the way they described this skit, yeah, it sounds like some old school. I, I don't know. I'm not going to make a pronouncement. At first, I thought, oh, if there's no photo, not really a big problem. But I think because of that audio and the way they describe what she was doing in the skit, it doesn't sound good at all. What that made me think of is what's funny today was not as funny 30 years ago. So 60 years ago. Well, comedy doesn't last. Yeah, it changes. And what she was doing was funny, apparently, because people laughed. We don't get it. But, I mean, you know. (sighs) Yeah, it's, um, it's icky. I think a lot of people are sensitive right now, and it's okay. I mean, but yeah. we have to just recognize that. Well, and, and it, I've talked a great deal in the last few days about the 1619 project the New York Times is pushing, and the country is founded on slavery and racism. And I, I think, actually, that's overstating it. There, I, uh, Let me be clear. There are good essays in the 1619 Project. Some are like people grappling with their identity in the country and the history of the country. Sure. And then they come to good conclusions. They learn from their uh, parents and grandparents how they are American, how they do belong. Good stuff. I think that's fine. Wrestling with all the weird uh, contradictions and ironies within our, you know, living up to our values throughout this country's history fine stuff. That should be wrestled with. But then it goes, to your point you just made a second ago, Frisco, it goes into this weird territory of, okay, now we're not only studying history and having a reckoning with the nation's history, whether in the 1700s, 1600s, 1800s, or the 1960s, we're now going to say that because of racism and slavery, this is why you don't support Medicare for all. This is why capitalism is bad. And this is why we have to vote out Donald Trump. It becomes, it's like, okay, We're not having an honest conversation about this because everything is motivated by some political Political agenda. Yes, and it is so frustrating because it's a common theme with me. I see the problem with this country right now is everything has become political. It's why I say the most pervasive form of bigotry in the country is partisan political bigotry. Not the worst form of bigotry. There's obviously more horrible forms of it, but... The one that most people hold, and what it does is instead of being able to actually reconcile and have people be forgiven and people come to realize what I once did was wrong, and you have this good moment of understanding and growth, it becomes a moment of political gamesmanship. Exactly. And it's so, I mean, that apology, I have to say... Like I think she means it, but I I don't. It it was like this brief, quick. I'm a, I apologize, and then we have all these jobs, and we're creating the. Future. That was weird. Yeah, yeah. The, going yeah. into the. All right, Joey, I got a question for you. Yeah, <clears throat> you've watched the news evolve into what it is now. You remember back 
I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. It wasn't like this as bad, right? Oh, no. As soon as I jumped into it. I I mean, I've been a news junkie since freshman year in college. Like, every morning, pulling up the news on my phone and watching cable news. I don't watch cable news much But even with with Twitter and everything we have now, it's got... That's amplified. I have watched that grow. From social media, used to be fun. It used to be a lot of fun. This is why, actually, people are finding all these old tweets... And like, I can't believe you oh, said yeah. that because people thought Twitter was a joke. Oh, yeah, and you just oh, say yeah. whatever. It's just online. I'm just going to say crazy crap, yeah. and like nobody's gonna, should take me seriously. And now people are taking as like this official affidavit of like what your opinion is. And I mean, some of it is just um, it's it's just not a good place to be. It's ripping us apart. Uh, I think the country would do a great deal better if we sort of back off from. Using everything under the sun to make a political point and gain like an extra inch politically, which really isn't actually adding to the country coming together or understanding one another in any way. It's very, very, uh, very, very frustrating. But we got to hit a break, and I want to get off this uh, this subject because we'll see what happens. Um, well, I, I will say this: I'm not surprised. Well, regardless, not surprised. Regardless of whatever happens, uh, I do think something's going on at that big White House on Perry Street. Yes, yeah, and we're not talking about the first White House of the Confederacy. Oh no, no we're talking no, about no, the no, governor's no. mansion. We're talking about the governor's mansion. There a ghost in that mansion. Jeffrey, those are crackheads. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it in the hood? Uh, hey, well, you go one block maybe, and then the next. I'm block, just no, saying, no. everywhere is kind of the hood, but I mean, you duck when you. No, actually, it's. I think you'd be more likely to mistake meth heads for ghosts. Valid. Hmm. Uh, think about it. Think about it. Think about it. But when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you how we can save the planet in a very self-serving way. One of these websites people visit, well, they've got a plan. We're going to save and green this earth when we come back. Joey Clark. Conversations are off-air conversations, folks. <laughs> yes, Welcome back to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. But this topic has somewhat something to do with our off-air conversations. I mean, there's this big concern, you know, with the lungs of the earth burning. Not actually the lungs of the earth. I'm basing that off actual scientists who've worked in the Amazon. Um, there are issues with deforestation of the rainforest. And I think as Brazil and other countries in South America develop, that'll become less and less of a problem. And they'll become richer, wealthier, and better able to handle these situations. Plant more trees. Exactly. 
We got small and control fires. If you want to clear the ground for farms, control fires in a better way. Correct. There's all sorts of of little practical things they can do uh, without us getting hysterical. And I just read the other day, it's a great study, and I love studies like this, where we overthink a complex problem, and the only solution is put some government on it. Like a carbon tax to get rid of carbon emissions. No. They found in this study that planting more trees is more effective of reducing carbon than a carbon tax yeah, or I, any sort I, of gap and trade. I saw that. Which is great. So what is the strategy to plant more trees? Because even when you tell folks it's that easy, go plant a tree, it's not just some hippie thing. People are still like, man, I got things to do. <laughs> it starts with a seed. Right. And so how can we actually plant some seeds? Well... We need to fix that hole in the ozone. That's already pretty much repaired itself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing what this planet can do. Uh, you know how... Oh, i got to find a, an entrance into this. Planting seeds. Yeah. You know how they can rank websites? Like the top ten websites yes. that people are looking trafficked at? Trafficked websites. Yeah, yeah, trafficked yeah. websites. And Google's always up there. Mm-hmm. George Report's usually pretty high. Fox News is pretty high. CNN's pretty high. Yeah, you're saying top ten, that's like four. That means there's six other random ones. Mm-hmm. And most of the ones in the top ten, though, are adult entertainment. Porn. And, um, well, one of the biggest sites out there, Pornhub, has announced today that for every 100 videos streamed and viewed in one specific category of the site. They have categories now? Oh, yeah. They'll plant... (laughs) (laughs) Shut your gob, all right? I got to scroll. I'm watching you, Seth. I'm watching you. My phone's a little sticky. No, I'm watching you. You better shut up. This is a serious subject trying to save the planet here. So for every 100... Video streams... uh, Video stream viewed in one specific category on the site, they'll plant a tree in celebration of Arbor Day. The site is keeping a running tally of how many trees will be planted. And as of Monday afternoon when they announced this, (laughs) more than 11,000... Streams have been logged. Okay, I've got two questions. <laughs> People on the internet must love the environment. <laughs> is there a duration on that? I don't know. I think, I bet you this is a response to that other report that came out, is that porn and using the internet is adding to a huge carbon footprint. Hmm. So and rest easy, elbow. all you perverts. <laughs> <laughs> Pornhub's got your back. They're going to be planting plenty of trees in your name. So go ahead and click that weird category mm-hmm. because <laughs> you get the number up and they you may plant a tree. You'll find an X. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's a weird world. I mean, that is ever since we've had, it's a weird subject, especially around here. But ever since we've had photography, like people could take pictures and save them. And especially ever since we've had video, one of the first films was pornographic. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just what people do. It's like, hmm, we've got this camera technology. Now, what do we do? Let's take our clothes off. We've got thumbs. <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, you know, like Times Square in New York, uh, wasn't it just full of, like, video and, and movie, XXX movies? Yeah, it was like yeah. dime video or, like, penny videos. Mm-hmm. Where you, it's almost like a... You look in a box and a, you turn a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, I mean... You just crank it? 
Mm-hmm. You just crank it. You crank the box. You crank it. I mm-hmm. think it's, it's been like in that. storefronts, you know. And, yeah. Right, and it's the internet. Had, I, I think a lot of it was pioneered, like payment processing, a lot of your data, like servicing, like to make sure websites run well. It comes from this yeah. area of life, and for all the folks who deny watching it, um, liars. Yeah, it's so popular. I highly doubt you're telling the truth. Some might be. And it's, it's honestly, so, well, it's so accessible too. I mean, right. Well, and honestly, I, you know what I told I told you this last night after the show, Seth. What? I deleted Instagram off my phone. Where to go, man? Wow. I still have my account, and but I got it off my phone. And why? It's a life sucker. Because he was only looking at thirst traps. Yep, exactly. And I finally just deleted it. There was some stuff like wrestling stuff. There was uh, a lot of Prince stuff. There was... Um, and then all bikini babes. Yeah, there's kind of like yeah. from the Joe Rogan universe, so like hunting and yeah, like yeah. nature is metal, which is usually just a yeah. bunch of videos of like animals eating one another. And like there's all sorts of cool stuff I'd look at on Instagram, but it was becoming pretty quickly just a bunch of women showing their butt like you know fitness models this stuff and i'm like what am i doing that will cloud your vision well back back on the back on the so porn, i stopped it i deleted it back on the porn you know it's it's so accessible now i mean it's it's even on twitter i'm not allowed on twitter but yeah you there's actually uh you can look it up everybody look it up for yourselves just type in you know something and and you can find it they, they leave those videos and pictures up all the time and i do i'm not a parent. now tumblr tumblr Took right. off all porn. Yes. And, and Facebook and Instagram and, are pretty serious But when about Tumblr it did that, that was the only reason people were really using Tumblr. All right, so <laughs> so it really hurt their Tumblr. views, yeah. I mean, I've heard that a lot. Drastically, like yeah. crazy, like millions and millions all right. and I'm, fell I, off. I'm interested in your perspective, Seth. So Pornhub is going to plant the trees. Yeah, yeah. 11,000 so Apparently far. Twitter's got porn too. Mm-hmm. So Twitter should go and put the birds in the trees. Tweet, tweet. That was that was so that was. Uh, I'm watching you. <laughs> I like that. I really like that. I'm watching you. You have to raise the wood somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good luck. It, we're Plant gonna be, a tree. No, we're going to be putting saplings in the ground, not redwoods. All right. <laughs> hey, you know what I mean. Uh, it, I mean, uh, sh- shrinkage. Uh, yeah, but it's. In all seriousness, I think it can be uh, detrimental if somebody does. You can get addicted to anything. And also, I think parents should be concerned in the sense that you have a young daughter. I mean, she's so young, she's done, she doesn't have any devices or internet or anything like that very easily, right? Unless you're around. Well, the other folks kind of give her the phone a little bit. I, I, I kind of stay on top of it, but it's that, that what you're talking about is kind of happening. Because she just turned three, so this is like... This right. Is, and it's just... Worth it. I think it can be very... Bi- like anything, young children should not be exposed to certain things. Mess them up. We're the last yes. generation that I think... Had sticky magazines. Well, yeah. I think that... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think that... I didn't, you know, I didn't get an iPhone, so I was maybe like, what, like eighteen or nineteen. I got mm-hmm. a cell phone at sixteen, but it was like a flip, flip phone, razor yeah, phone. Same here. Um, I think when I was honest, eight, I found a magazine on the side of the road. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like the youngest friend I ever remember actually getting a phone was that Nextel beep beep walkie-talkie oh, yeah. phone, and I think we were fifteen, maybe sixteen. So, but now at you know, kids are getting phones at you know eight or nine years old, um, and. 
I'm, I'm sure there's all kinds of parental... Well, and it should be up to parents it. at the end of the day, as well as people coming up with new tech for helping parents to control yeah. this sort of thing. I think blanket bans is a bad idea. It will push things more underground, and that's yes. where things will get much worse. Um, it's just that's the effect of black markets. It, it will get much worse if you try to push this stuff underground. Oh, yeah. Um, it's always going to be there. You can't stop it. Yeah, it's uh, it's a weird new world, though, where you have to really think about how accessible is this stuff, and you have to watch, I think, kids in particular like a hawk. Now, you don't want to focus on it too much because, like, you can also ruin your kid if you're constantly checking on, hey, you doing that? Like you don't want to invade your kids' parents. yeah space too much because then that'll mess them up too. It's it's tough being a parent. You know what you do? <laughs> it's easy. Just um, hang out with them. Go outside. Do something with them. Right. Do something That's positive. Genius. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't sit and watch TV. Actually engage in some you know productive activity. Yeah. Go talk to some people at the gas station. That's what we do on Sunday. Mornings. Read a book together. You know. Go outside. Yeah. Let let her run around Walmart. Throw on the buggy <laughs> and just book it. <laughs> you see me at Walmart, boy, we are running. And she is on there faster, and I'm, I'm running, trying not to hit people. Now, it's one thing for people to voluntarily watch one of these adult videos in order to save the planet, of course. Of course. Um, it's a whole other thing to voluntarily say, I want to be in one of these videos, mm-hmm. of course, also in order to save the planet. Uh, it's a whole other thing, though, when it's unwitting. And I'm very much against that. Uh, and something's happening. I sent you this earlier, Frisco. I think you maybe you've heard about this, Seth. Apple came out oh. today. Oh, yeah. I, I was thinking yeah. revenge porn. That's what I was thinking. I thought that's what we were about to go to, uh, but no. This is this is oh, worse. Revenge porn's bad. Like, I mean, say you made a horrible. tape with your significant other and you release it as revenge. Uh, it's despicable. But what if? Do but that. what if neither one of you make a tape, but right. your phone decides to record you on its own? That's what you get for slipping because. This thing can do all kinds of stuff. What is, hey, hey, what hey, is that? Hey, Siri. <laughs> do you listen to me even when I don't call on you? Yes. <laughs> okay, so there you have it. You're never alone. That's freaky. Hey, Siri. What are you? I'm Siri, but I don't like talking about myself. Ask her why she listens to you. Hey, Siri. Why do you listen to me? Yes. Uh, see, yeah, that's see. A, I, I figured that out the other day. You know, I, get the, I like to get all existential and philosophical at times, and I asked Siri straight up, like, what are you? Like, how do you work? She changes it. And it's like, I don't want to talk about it. Let's talk about you. Well, the New York... That's weird stuff. The New York Post is what you sent me. exactly what you think, man. Earlier today, and it was... The the article was, Apple apologizes for letting contractors eavesdrop on series sex recordings. Now, Mm -hmm. here's the deal. They they hired contractors... Five stars. To go in... (laughs) And I guess collect information and recordings from Siri to then... Analyze it. No, this makes sense. analyze it, yes. And and there was a big scandal with Alexa and Amazon. No, but the company's trying to figure out, is our voice assistant working? Yes. Is it effective? 
Um, but it's including when it was accidentally triggered by yes. muffled background noise. So um, whether that is maybe the rumbling of a car while someone's making a drug deal or, mm-hmm. um, you know, ruffling of some pillows. Um, well, here's a quote from a contractor. The sound of a zip Siri often hears as a trigger. Have you noticed here lately, Ooh. the last couple of days, you've, a lot of people's phones have been saying, hey, for no reason, a lot more than like normal. Mm. Yeah, this this contractor goes on. Sometimes, quote, you can definitely hear a doctor and patient talking about the medical history of the patient. Or you'd hear someone maybe with car engine background noise. You can't say definitely, but it's a drug deal. You can definitely hear it happening. And you'd hear like people engaging in sexual acts that are accidentally recorded on the pod or the watch. Oh, yeah, because the watch can pick it up, too. Yep. It never turns off. So Apple Apple basically had to kind of release this apology. Um, yeah. that was kind of like, hey, um, what did it say? We hope we hope that many people will choose to help Siri get better, knowing that Apple respects their data and has strong privacy controls in place. Uh, those who choose to participate will be able to opt out at any time. So now they're basically saying, eh, we've been recording, and we've been letting other people listen, and they, they were doing it for the deaf. <laughs> yeah, for the death. Right. It's just, you have to be careful, folks. Uh, I think really the defining aspect of this age, and many defining aspects, but I think one of the defining ones will be our immature use and understanding of technology that's being created. Our immature understanding. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, you actually have on you, if you have an iPhone, you have on you a tracker, uh, a tracker and it's recording Mic- video, a microphone, it's recording audio at all times. Now, all you may time. not be using it, but it does have the capability to be doing that at, at all, all times. times. Yeah. And so for the first time in, in the history of humankind, do we have something on our body pretty much 24-7 that's actually could potentially be recording everything 24-7. I'm 36 and you guys are 30. That six-year gap whenever I was growing up was whenever all this stuff was turning from a pager to a flip phone to this. Mm -hmm. And the thing was, like when uh, um, Wiki, you could go on the internet and you could go in there and change anything. So you can't mm-hmm. believe anything about it because my buds were the guys that would go in there and mess with stuff. Well, oh, yeah. Wikipedia's gotten better. On stuff I know a lot about, Wikipedia is not the place to go write a research paper, but it's a good start. And you can double-check things. And well, what's happened is that you've had enough people edit, you have enough people moderating given pages that eventually good information comes out. Well, people have forgotten. You can't think it is gospel, but... Of don't believe everything you read. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, that. Use your own independent mind. I think part of this is back to the point we were making earlier in the hour, is this rush to win a political argument or to score political points leads people to going real quick to some, like as Bill Burr says, I'm right.com and finding some stat to back them up or some point of view more eloquent than they could put it and just very quickly also wanting to believe certain aspects of news is how a lot of people get duped. I've had it happen. Like, you read something that's satire, and, and then you take it seriously because oh, yeah. it triggers something within you, uh, some point of view. But here, Cooter Ooh. is on the phone. Hey, Cooter, how you doing? Hey, guys. You're talking about things to say to Siri. Have you ever seen all of the things you're not supposed to say to Siri? Mm-mm. Like, uh, don't ask her to charge your phone 100%. But she'll dial the nine one one. Really? Same thing. Same thing. If you tell her one oh eight, some of these might have been patched by now. But it, I just uh, 
I don't I don't have anything with Siri myself, but I saw this one of those uh things that grabs your attention, you know, when you're going through uh Right, right on the internet. No, and it's don't such say a Siri. I rarely ever use it. Occasionally, the I only time I, I use, use Siri is when I'm in the car, I have my earbuds in, and I'll say, play this song, or I'll say, call this person. I only use it, the voice command stuff, pretty much in the car, because I don't want to be sitting there tapping my phone while driving. Now, I do have the Google Home Minis um, in different rooms in my house, mm. because it's it's actually really kind of cool, like when you wake up in the morning, just say, uh, hey, Google. Um, play music and normally it just picks up the last station and it just plays it at the volume and it's kind of neat but someone was house sitting and uh, they didn't know that I had that and all of a sudden it was like what was that? (laughs) 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 Yeah, they like it's turning hey do you have a robot in here? Yeah, our lives are turning into a Stanley Kubrick flick. So when I get (laughs) up in the morning I go to the bathroom and Mm -hmm. there is a stereo with two tape decks it's silver and it's got speakers and it goes thick and Boom, radio comes on. Ah, but you got to rewind the tape. Well, I mean, Cooter, you have a a few years on us. I mean, what is it like seeing this tech come to bear? Like seeing more and more people use it and just kind of put this stuff in their home and go, oh, yeah, it's fine. It's so cool. I love it myself. I was one of the early guys to get into the home computers. When they first came out, uh, lots of people were buying them, and everybody thought they had to have one. And a lot of people bought them and didn't like them, so I never used a computer, and they sold them again already. A lot of other people my age were uh, hesitant to use phone computers. Right, and I mean, I I grew up with my grandfather, especially on my mom's side. He he was early on. Like, I mean, he was using the earliest possible computers. He had he ran into it in his military service, and then he wanted to get the personal computing. So he's always pretty much been on top of it. But I just it's going from like. The computer you sit at and you clearly are commanding it to this phone is now reacting to you and trying to push recommendations at you to where you're not fully in control. And that's does creep me out a little bit. There was a little program on the the first Apple computer we ever had in the house. Not the ones with the clear back that you can like see through, right. but the one before that. I don't think it was Apple <laughs> One, but anyway, uh, you could you could type something and then it responded to you, but it was just super generic, like yes and no, right. almost like the magic like crystal balls that you used to play with in the nineties. Right, <laughs> Windows ninety five. About nineteen seventy nine, one of my coworkers got a. Candy TRS-80 from Radio Shack, mm-hmm. and I loved it. And then when the uh, VIC-20 came out, I grabbed it, and then the Commodore 64, and then the Commodore 28. Yeah! I kept grabbing all of those as it came out. That's oh, awesome, man. Wow. Well, and this stuff, again, I'm become this optimist, but a rational optimist. I, I see the problems inherent in some of this stuff, but if we can become more mature in our understanding... I think this will work for us going forward. It will work greatly. But we just... Also, I think culture will change. People will realize, hey, a lot of people are watching those adult sites. And it doesn't mean, oh, everybody's going to be okay with it. But people are going to be like a little more open about talking about it. Saying, hey, wait, how often are you watching that stuff? Like, are you sure that's good for your relationship? Are your kids seeing it? People are just going to have to get wiser because that's where the technology is taking us. Joey, I love the show, man, and uh, you all be good. Thanks, Scooter. Appreciate it. Commodore 64. That's <laughs> awesome, man. That's that cool. made me think of Leisure Suit Larry. That was one of the first 
games for computers that was kind of adulty. Huh. And I was a kid and I had the old computer and I'm gonna pop it in. I was like, yeah, cool, I'm gonna play Leisure Suit Larry and see some <laughs> computer boobies. <laughs> and I couldn't because it asked questions that I didn't know the answers to. <laughs> you had to get seven, right? <laughs> I could never make it fun. Um, oh, I, well, I still remember at the, the Catholics Elementary School, they said the old Macs that were like the Oregon eight, Trail. Yeah, the 8-bit. Yeah. You put in the huge floppy yeah. disk. And, uh, Carmen Sandiego. Yes, yeah. yes. I was going to yeah. say this for Where in the world And is I remember Carmen playing, Sandiego. this is where my grandfather was cool as hell. We were playing MS-DOS Wolfenstein. Oh, yes. Oh. I was a young kid. I'd sit in his lap. We'd sit there and like play along. And then we'd play Lemmings, where it's one of those strategy oh, yeah. games. Oh, yeah. And, like, I Doom. would sit there and work with him on that stuff. And good memories. We had an Apache helicopter game that yeah. was kind of cool. That was yeah. always fun. And so it's one thing when, oh, it's a cool game. It's a fun memory to now it's like, oh, you remember when uh, your phone recorded you having sex with Grandma? <laughs> Get her, Grandma. <laughs> well, now it's, it's just a different thing. Now it's not even like Grandma. It's like, Grandpa, your phone recorded you with everybody in the neighborhood. Well, and then <laughs> in the woods. And then, you know, future politicians. I mean, we're digging back 52 years into Kay Ivey's past. I mean, imagine in the future. Woohoo, we're screwed, I fellas. Mean, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, basically, I think we're all out. Well, I remember somebody that posted a meme where it was a girl kind of just in her underwear. One of these thirst traps. <laughs> just like doing a selfie. And it's like, what are your grandkids going to say? And I'm, I'd be like, man, Grandma, you were hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with that, we got to go. That's the show. Thank you, man. That's I think fun. I need a shower. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, you smell fine. No, thank you. Thank you, Frisco. Thank you, Seth. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. And even though the show's about to be over, I'm still watching you. Joey Clark.